cloud. Welcome back to another episode of Amira Sessions where we talk about mental health, motivation, and real shit that goes on in today's society. Make sure that you guys keep up to date on everything that's going on by following me on Instagram at amirs.sessions. Guys, you know what it is today, Saturday, so I had to come on here with a special guest, and that's going to be Mama or Coach Pride, right? She's actually the mother of an NFL athlete, um, one of her daughters uh, named Trinity, and I. Uh, we ran track together in high school. Uh, me and Mama Pride definitely stayed close. I found out that she also does a podcast as well, and we definitely wanted to connect and drop some value for you guys. Uh, Mama Pride, say what's up to the listeners. What's going on out there, God's people? I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much, Amir, for inviting me to be on with you today. All right. Thank you for being on here. Now, the crazy thing about Mama Pride is that she's actually the first woman to be on this podcast, right? And earlier, she was saying that she's always breaking glass ceilings. So here she is today getting ready to drop a lot of value, right? And, and the crazy thing is, is most of the people on my podcast are typically around my age, right? So now we get to pull some wisdom from, you know, older folks, Right. So it's crazy. The amount of wisdom that she's about to drop is going to be insane. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate the love. Absolutely. I am. I, my, one of my platforms is when women lead. And so I'm, I'm advocating for women constantly and always. And so being the first woman on your show is super awesome for me. And I'm super excited to just be the first woman to be on this podcast with you, Amir, and excited about what we do have to share today. Of course, and you know, very thankful to have you on here as well, right? So if you're new, welcome and get ready to challenge the way that you think and live your life. If not, you already know what time it is. Time for the quote of the podcast, right? And, and today's quote is going to start off with the winner's edge is not a is not gifted at birth, right? A high IQ or in talent. The winner's edge is all in the attitude, not aptitude, Attitude is the criterion of success. Dennis Waitley, right? So mom pride, what do you think about that quote? What is it? What oh, does man. it mean? Hey man, I love, you know, to focus on winning because winning is definitely, I love when he said it's an attitude. Um, it's not about where you are. It's about where you want to go. It's about how you think it's a mindset. And so I actually have a huge platform about coaching winners, coaching um, entrepreneurs to win, coaching um, anybody for that. If you aspire to be at another level, taking leaders to their next levels, that's another one of my platforms. And so it's all about your mindset. It's all about how you feel about yourself, what you believe deep down inside of you. And so definitely love that quote. That's that's a good one. Um, and and it's, it's not necessarily something that um, I think you are born with it, but it's up to you to dig deep or to figure out how to encompass it, how to um, you know, share it with the world um, because winning is not necessarily an easy thing. A lot of times we see winners and we're like, yeah, we're attracted to that. Da, da, da. But what you don't see is the behind the scenes. You don't see the grit. You don't see the bad days. You don't see the the times when they fall down. Right. So winning is, is definitely it starts in the mind. I love it. For sure. Definitely. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, that there is a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on for winners. Right. There's a lot. And Winning, yes, some people are born with a natural, you know, capabilities of speed or strength or agility or, or being able to read the field. 
But a lot of people don't understand that true winners don't solely depend on that because hard work will outwork talent every single day of the week. Absolutely. And hard work is so underrated. Like everybody wants, especially I mean, I hate to say this kind of, you know, in your generation, no, everybody wants that, that instant gratification. They want it fast. They want it now. They want it hot. Right. And so but they don't understand. I mean, you know, I always tell people Starbucks This was seven years before people even knew what Starbucks was. Right. So you did not see those first seven years. So the hard work we cannot negate working hard. We cannot negate getting on your grind and pushing yourself to go harder while the next guy's sleeping. Right. And, and that's 100% accurate. I agree with you a thousand percent. And it, it doesn't even just stop at like sports or, or work or anything like that. It even trickles down into relationships, right? If you go look at older generations, they're married 50, 60 years, right? Sometimes they've only been with one, two, maybe even three partners maximum. But if you start looking at like the newer generation, the common uh, the, the common age in America to get married is 32, but the common age of divorce is the age of 30, right? And, and it, it blows my mind to hear that statistic because it just shows that a lot of people aren't willing to push through because people are always saying, you know, look better, don't settle, always look for the next, next best thing, but they're not really willing to work on being the best next thing, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, absolutely. And I love the fact that you you talked about relationships and not just marriage relationships, any relationships, everything, anything that's worth having, you're going to have to put some work into it. I mean, I've been married for 18 years, been with my husband for 25 years, and, and it ain't easy. It's a mm -hmm. daily task to to get up and actively want to love that person. It's a daily task, even with my best friends. Some of my closest friends I've been friends with for 20 years. That is just not by happenstance. I mean, we don't talk necessarily every day, but when we talk, we do make the best of it. We, you know, we've made a conscious effort actually just this year since the pandemic, since people are dying on us, right? We made a conscious effort to now commit to having dinner with one another at least once a month. You know, it, it, it's about commitment. It's about what you want to get out of something. You are not going to get anything out of anything, relationships, your business, your marriage, whatever it is, school. You're not going to get anything if you're not willing to work, if you're not willing to put in those hours, to put in that grind and to make certain things a priority in your life. No, I agreed 100%. And, and that's something um, me and my friends have been working on as well. Um, you know, all of us are, are in, well, all, all my best friends are in college. Um, they all go to different colleges. And, and one of my best friends actually in California and in the Navy. And, and we're trying to stay committed to at least hopping on FaceTime, like as a group, at least once a week. Right. And, and it does take commitment. And it gets frustrating when, you know, someone is busy, especially someone like me, because I'm typically the person who is like, oh, I can't hop on. Right. It's it's I'm not going to lie. It's typically me. And that's because I have such a crazy busy schedule between, you know, a podcast or or my business or, you know, family or the relationship that I have here. Like all, all of that just sometimes gets in the way. And, and it does. And it does take a toll on you sometimes because uh, I heard this. I heard this saying one time where um, this guy was talking about his girlfriend. And he said, I want you to love me the same way that you go to work. Even on the days that you don't want to, you still go up and you clock in.
That's good. That's good. I mean, and, and you know, so being a coach, I often coach people on time management and on organization and on structure. And so basically, like you said, Amir, everybody's busy. Everybody's got something that they're working towards, right? Or something that they're working on. But notice I said before, prioritizing. You know, if something's important mm -hmm. to you, right, you're going to make it a priority. If something's important to you, you're going to move it kind of to the top of the list. It doesn't mean, hey, don't get your schoolwork done. It doesn't mean, hey, don't go to church. It doesn't mean don't do the things that you, but there's 24 hours in a day for every single person on this earth, right? It's up to you how you choose to use it. Maybe you got to get up a little bit earlier to get some of those things done. Maybe you got to burn that midnight oil in order to get some of those things mm. done, but it's all about how you're managing that time. And again, when we talking about relationships who wants to feel like their second fiddle to anything the job sure. the, the 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 um school whatever you don't want to play second fiddle to that and so in order to make that person feel important it's got to be a priority right and so I coach people on this day in and day out and most people like I said just need that extra accountability a lot of times I'm um, someone to hold them accountable and say hey if I'm important to you you know you do it if not then maybe I need to be looking for someone else Okay. Now I absolutely love that. And in that sense, okay. So me and you are both mentors or coaches or teachers in our own respective fields. Um, now I personally have like my mentors, like I, I know I have multiple different mentors in multiple different areas of my life. Now, uh, mama pride, you being, you know, a coach and you work on a podcast and you're also a mother and you're also a wife, who do you look at as a mentor to grab value from whether it's directly or indirectly? Oh, I have several mentors. Um, I have spiritual mentors. I have business mentors. Um, and, and one of my mentors is, is an older guy. He's uh, probably, I don't even want to lie and say his age, but I think he's probably around <laughs> 70 or close to it. But, you know, just someone to be able to pour back into you. You know, the sad thing um, for the platform that, that I have, Amir, um, when women lead, that's why I started that platform. Because in all honesty, I have very few. I probably have only had about one female mentor. Like when you talk about mentor in the sense of it being a title, I've definitely had some women that pour into me, but like mm -hmm. on a consistent basis, like someone really being my mentor, I've had very few women. And so that's why I started my platform, but I totally believe in mentorship. That is a part of my When Women Lead platform. I don't want other women. I even asked women when I started my business, hey, would you mentor me? Hey, would you help me out on this? And women, what I've learned is that a lot of times we don't have that confidence. Like, I don't know, I guess I was just, it was just poured into me so much by my grandmother who raised me mm -hmm. um, that I do have the confidence confidence to believe that I can inspire and empower other women, but a lot of women don't feel that way. Right. And so that's why most of my mentors still to this day are men, um, you know, that, that, that do have the confidence because I'm attracted to confidence. Like you've got to be sure. bold. You've got to be out there in order for me to even want to seek something from you. Right. Because a mentor is somebody who's uh, done what you're trying to do. Someone who's been where you're trying to go. Right. And so you don't really want somebody who, you know, um, hadn't been where you're trying to go. You want someone who's going to be able to help guide you, who's going to be able to advise you and those sorts of things. So as a female, like I'm passionate about helping younger women in particular, but young men, 
women as well. I mean, I coach more men than I do women. You know why? Because men are more apt to say, hey, I need the help. Hey, I want the help. And so, but I'm trying to get women to embrace that as well, that we are better together, that if we unite, we can be so more, so much more powerful. And that's in any entity. But I definitely believe in mentors. Um, I have, you know, like I said, personal mentors, spiritual mentors. And that's just something that I definitely feel like everyone should get at least one throughout their lifetime. I mean, you everybody needs somebody, right? That 100%. when you're low, they can build you up. Or when you're on empty, they can pour into you and hopefully fill you back up. So 100%, 100%. And in like my business, um, where I teach people to build businesses or to be able to invest or make money off of their phone. What's crazy is I've, I only have one female, one woman that's a part of my team. And she's uh, 19 or 20 and she's a mom of two kids. And she's the only person that actually sticks around and like, and, and like heavily works on this thing and, and maybe it's because she has kids um but i i don't know and, and and i agree with you on that same sense because a lot of women do lack that confidence or or that belief in themselves that hey i can succeed and you know that could be because of the way that society is structured or or the way that their parents poured into them growing up or or maybe it was a lack of um a strong female role in their own personal lives um, you know, it, it could be coming from so many different things. And, and that's what I love about you, Mom Pride, is like, you know, Trinity is someone that I consider a, an amazing good friend. You know, we still stay in contact, even though she's in college and, you know, we're far away. We still talk every now and then. And, um, you know, every time I call her, it's never a lack of confidence. It, it, it's never a lack of uh, a fear uh, of whatever she does. She always calls me. She's always laughing. She's always having fun. She's she's confident in everything that she does, who she is as a person, who she is as a woman and, you know, exactly what she wants to do in life. So I appreciate you and, and I'm thankful for you, Mama Pride, and not only pouring that into other people, but pouring that into my friend as well. Um, so, yeah. And in that same sense, how do you go about pouring? How, how do you go differentiate between ma, uh, coach pride and mama pride when it comes to your own household? Hey, man, I'm, I, I wear so many hats, Amir. I, I don't differentiate, actually. I mean, but you know what? I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wife first. Um, I'm, I'm a mom first. Those, those are my priorities. Family is everything to me. And I, mm -hmm. cause I, I believe that, you know, God blessed me with my family. And so, you know, when you think about my kids, like it, you know, my testimony a little bit is, you know, it took me nine years to get my, my bachelor's degree. Right. And that was because I was having kids in between. I had my first child at 18. And so I was a young mom. And so I was supposed to be a statistic, but I was so driven. And I think winning, you know, to go back to that quote, I think winning has a lot to do with your drive. If you don't have drive, you need to find your drive because, I was so driven when I had my daughter at 18 to not be just another statistic, to be the mom that she needed me to be. But not only that, I it took me nine years to finish school so that I could make her finish in four. So I can assure that she finished in four. And she did finish that. in four. She's a she's a teacher right now. She's into her career. You know, my second son, he's in the NFL. He finished in three years. Um, my third son, he's in a senior right now, um, preparing to become an engineer, also a football player. And then you got Trinity, who's, you know, just starting out, but aspires to be an attorney. So all of the the work that I did behind the scenes that they didn't even see. It was driven because I had them. It was it was part of my drive. You know what I mean? And so 
I, I, I don't differentiate. I am who I am, um, but I definitely am a wife and a mom first. That is my priority and nothing is going to come before that. And that's why, I, you know, it blesses me for you to say, you know, that Trinity is, you know, the person that she is because she is. She does not lack confidence. And I would like to think that she got some of that from her mom. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just mom to them. I don't try to be coach. I don't try to be mentor necessarily because I do believe it takes a village. And they have an awesome village, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Also, so they have other people that can pour into them that doesn't have to be me. You know, you can say something to your kids, and I'm sure your parents can attest to this. And and they're like, ah, and then somebody else says it, and it's like an epiphany. <laughs> so I'm used I'm, to that, too. I'm, I've I'm definitely been that. in that spot where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure dad has said this to me before, but I don't know the way that this person says it just really, really sticks <laughs> to me this time. Yeah, exactly. I know you get right. You young, you young guys. I'll tell you what. But no, it's all good because it, it is about, you know, winning. It is about pouring into others. And I just feel like part of it, I mean, that's just what I, I was born to do. I think that's what God has placed me here to do is to empower and to encourage and to motivate others in whatever way that I can. And so my kids are no different from that. You know what I'm saying? I think that they're doing what they want to do um, in life, not not because I'm pushing them to do that, but just because they have their own aspirations and dreams. And so that's what it's about. That's what winning is about. It's about seeing something that you want and going after it. Mm. I love that. And that's so and that's so important for all my listeners that are on here thinking about like, hey, I can't do this or I really want to pursue this, but I'm not sure if that's the thing that I want to do. I was actually having a conversation with one of my mentees last night um, and he's 19 years old. He lives up in Massachusetts and, and he was in the car with a couple of a couple of his friends who are not in the business. And, you know, they were talking about what they wanted to do or, or I, and I ask every single person this and mama probably before I continue, I want to ask you this question too. If time and money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing right now? Well, for me, Amir, and I'm just being honest with you, time and money isn't an issue for me and I'm doing what I love that the coaching is, is like I said, it's just embedded in me. Like, so the fact that I'm able to build though on the leadership training and development, because I started out as a life coach, um, because that was, that was because I was the go-to person in my family. Right. So I'm do I'm absolutely doing what I love as far as coach with pride is concerned and coach with pride is growing. And so now we've got what women lead and now we've got the sports consulting um, um, entity part of it. So it's just I, I, I think I'm doing what I love. I mean, meeting people like I spoke to a group earlier this week of entrepreneurs and uh, about winning, <laughs> mm -hmm. about, you know, them digging deep and figuring out, you know, because so many people do what they do because someone else has pressed them to do it or because someone else said, hey, it worked for me. But getting people to really feel like feel what their purpose is and figure out what that purpose is and, and moving towards that. That's that's my gift. That's what I do. That's I what I do. That. And, I, and I love everything about it. And it's not about the money. It's the thing that, you know, how people say, what's the one thing that you would do for free? Well, I did it for free for qu quite a few years. <laughs> and for so sure. now, of course, um, you, you're going to pay for my time and, and, and things like that now. But again, I'm still passionate about it. It's about seeing people grow. Everything that I do is about growth. Everything I do is about moving my clients um, and my friends forward. And so I'm, I'm excited about who I am and being Coach Pride. 100%. So what it, at what age did you realize like, okay, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. Ah, uh, so 32, 32 okay. and I'm 44 right now. 
So Love 32. It. So yeah, I did. I, I was in corporate. I said, I, you know, like I said, I aspired to be a doctor uh, when mm-hmm. I went to college. And again, nine years later, it was like, there's no way I'm leaving my family now to go off to medical school and to do this and to do that. So I settled for working in a laboratory because I had a minor in chemistry. And so I did organic synthesis for six years, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I get my energy off of people. And so being in a lab by myself, uh, just was not it for me. <laughs> so I decided to go out and 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 get with people. So I became a certified coach. Uh, like I said, I started out life coaching, but quickly figured out that that wasn't it either. Um, and so now I'm a business coach. So I focus on leadership training and development. I focus on the business aspect of things and just moving people to their next level um, as far as their business endeavors are concerned. I love that. Now to all my listeners out there, that's important. Because a lot of a lot of people believe like, hey, I graduate at, you know, 17, 18, 19 from high school. Right. I go to college. I get a degree by the age of 22, 23. Um, you know, I, I get a family by 25, 26. I got tw- kids by 27. I got a mortgage by 28. And, and that's how I'm supposed to live my life. Right. I'm supposed to have everything figured out by the time I graduate high school. And we, I'm here to tell you firsthand that's not it. Right. That's not it at all. And, you know, uh. Mama Pride is a perfect example of that, right? She said, I didn't find my true calling until I was 32. And even then, I taste tested a lot of different things to found out what I was truly passionate about. And that's what's important is taste testing all the different things that spark your interest to see what does work for you. And because, you know, you always want to do what you love. But at the end of the day, you also got, you know, yourself to take care of and family got you got to take care of as well. So also find something that you love that at least pays you enough to do it. Um, and that that's something that I realized, you know, very early on when my freshman year of college came around. So I graduated high school at 17. I entered college at 17. Um, and, and I realized like, yo, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, Miss Pride, you already know that I, I ran track. And when my dad told me, hey, you can't go off to college and run track, you got to stay closer to home to help take care of, you know, your brothers. I was heartbroken. Right. I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, track was the one thing that I meant to do. And I had a bunch of different scholarships to go uh, a- anywhere, really. And when I I was told, yo, you got to stay home at Greenville Tech, I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started trying all these different majors. Like I literally went through nine different majors between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Started off engineering, chiropractics, criminal justice, criminology, um, diagnostic sonography. um, uh, I don't know, forensics, forensic psychology, psychology, like I was all over the place. Um, and, and that's because I just didn't know what I was passionate about. And just like you, I didn't want to be like at a desk. I didn't want to be like sitting down at a lab or anything like that. Like I'm a people's person. I, I also get my energy from people. And I knew that that's the field that I wanted to do. And I found out about, you know, this opportunity where I can make money off of my phone, as well as show people how to make money off of their phone and build an organization. And then also create a podcast where I'm influencing now over a thousand people excuse me, on a day-to-day basis, that that's what I love. And, and that's what I'm glad that I'm passionate about at the age of 19. Because just like you, Mom Pride, time and money isn't an issue for me either now, right? And I couldn't say that a year and a half ago, but I can say that now. And, that, and that's because anything that sparked an interest to me, I decided to take it, 
right? So mom pride at, at, at the ages of like, let's just say 18 to 28, right? Let's do an, a 10 year gap. How important would you say it is to you to just risk it all and go for the things that you love or go to the things that interest you the most? Oh, well, you know what, Amir, that's another thing that I teach when I, especially when I talk to young people, because I do agree with you. I think so many young people in particular, and as a parent, that's something that I had to learn um, as well. You know, it's, it's, it's a growing curve for parents too, guys. Give us a break sometimes too. But <laughs> we want the best for our kids. And so we want to try to steer them and guide them. But ultimately, it has to be their decision. You know, and that's the big thing. It has to be your decision. So if you are a young person, I do think I tell my kids now, take risks. You're young. You know, do this, explore this, do this. And it's and it's not that I don't do that. I, I'm I'm getting into a new business venture right now that you guys are here about real soon, but um that I had no clue of what it was before I got into it. But anyway, yes, definitely it's important to take it's important to live your dream. Notice when I was talking about that earlier, it's about what you want to do, right? So you can live someone else's dream and end up miserable in your life. You can end up being unhappy because somebody told you that you're supposed to be here at 21 and here by 26 and married by this. If that's not what God has for you, guess what? You're going to be a very unhappy person. And so who wants to live an unhappy life? So part of me helping people discover their purpose that's what that's about because you were you were put here for a purpose. You were called here to do something. And if you are not doing that thing, I can guarantee you, you are not a happy person. You're not fulfilled. You have no clue whether where you're going. And those are never comfortable situations for anybody. So definitely when and it's not even about young. Um it, it, one of one of the ladies that I follow, and I've been following her before she blew up, um, Tabitha Brown. She just said, like she's 42, she's on the number one. New York bestsellers list. She never set out to be an author. She never set out to do any of the things really that she's doing um, other than acting and things like that. But God brought those things into her life just seriously like two years ago. Her getting on TikTok and blowing love up that. or whatever. But I was following her because I'm a plant-based person and I loved her recipes and I loved the way she was teaching me how to enjoy food without necessarily always having to have meat in it. Plant-based, um, yes. Yeah, so so you see what I'm saying? So she's 42 and she's just getting and she's just tipping the iceberg. I mean, she's been on Good Morning America. She's been on Ellen. She's got her own show. She's the calm lady. Like she's blowing up now and I'm like super happy for her. Um, you know, it's not about hating guys. The line is moving. When you can celebrate other people, your time can be next, right? And so I, I definitely agree with what you said. I mean, I think that we all should be willing to take risks and to do things that maybe we're even ignorant to, right? And because you never know what God is trying to put inside of you. You never know what God is, what opportunity God is trying to place in front of you to make you get to wherever your purpose may be, right? So I, I definitely agree with that. I think it, it, it you don't just have to be young. You can take risks, you know, when you're 30. You can 100%. take risks when you're 40 if, you, if, you, if that's what you feel like. I want people to be happy. When I walked away from my job, my husband didn't understand it. He was like, what? You know, you, 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 know, you were blessed with this job. I didn't have, when I finished school, I didn't have to like 
be like, oh, I can't get a job. I, I, it was like two months and I had a job. You know what I'm saying? So it was definitely a blessing for me. To have, but I knew that that wasn't where I was being fulfilled. So I had to walk away from that opportunity in order to be where I am today. And now like the flexibility that I have to be able to come home at lunchtime and see my grandson, to be able to watch him from time to time when my daughter needs him to, me needs me to, it, that's priceless. You can't put a price tag on that. 100%. And I remember those days where I was working, you know, two jobs, going to college. I didn't have one of the greatest, my English professor, right? English professor of second semester of freshman year. Um, I went over to his class because I'd always gotten good grades on essays. And, you know, second semester, English 102, man, this man was harshly grading me. And so I went over to his office, um, you know, on his office hours to ask him some questions. And the crazy thing is, we didn't even talk a lot about uh, writing. He was asking me about me and my life. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I go to school in the morning and then I go to work in the afternoon. I work like six days a week, sometimes seven. Um, and I was like, I got a family at home. And at that time I was in a relationship and I was like, I got, yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I, I'm just so busy. And I was like, I'm getting ready to pick up this second job. Um, and this was right before COVID hit. And I was like, I'm getting ready to pick up the second job. And yeah. And he was like, Amira, he was like, it sounds like you're pouring, you know, your, your time and value into so many different things, but when do you ever get to pour it into yourself? And when he said that, it was like a whole paradigm shift for me because I realized I was like, yo, I don't pour my time and value into myself. Like I never do the things like I truly want to do. Like I get I went at that time, I went running once a week and that was like my pastime. Like that was my escape. Then I was like, yo, that's not enough. I was like, I love myself enough to give me more of my time. Right. I am a priority as well. So um, when I decided to drop out of college sophomore year, um, and, and then, you know, a couple months later, quit my job at CVS. And then four months later, quit my job at uh, Bilo. Yo, my family did not like it at all. And um, by the time I quit my job at Bilo, the, my dad and like my immediate family, like my brothers and my dad um, understood that. Um, but when it came to like quitting, you know, dropping out of college and um, quitting my job at CVS, oh my gosh. You should have seen the way that my close ones reacted to that. Oh, you're ruining your life. You're setting a bad example. Some of them were like, I don't want my kids watching your social media. Like, you know, you're, you're a disappointment. You're a failure. Like, it, it came to all these different things just because I decided, hey, I wanted to be happy. Right. And I was like, it's not like I'm sitting down being a bum, you know, going out drinking, smoking every single day like that. That's not what I do anyways. But I was doing something that I could pursue that made me happy, that gave me that also that sense of fulfillment. And a lot of people are envious of that because they never got to experience that themselves. Right. And, and it comes at a price of jealousy sometimes and it comes at a price of envy. But also, I think it also comes you know, just a bit of maturity. I think it also comes out of uh, a bit of love too, because they, they're afraid of what could happen for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I, I want to free somebody because I know that this is kind of your platform and what you talk about often, right? But the thing about it is you have to do what please, everybody's not going to understand. Facts. Everybody's not going to understand. They're not supposed to. It's not their purpose. And yes, as parents, I'm a parent. I can speak from experience. We want what's best for you guys. We want what's best for our kids. But sometimes we don't always know ourselves. 
You know what I mean? So if you got to go out and explore something as a parent, that may hurt me or I may think I know better, but I have to allow you even to fall on your face if that's the case. Right. So you can understand for yourself because we it's like um, the Bible even talks about you train up a child in the way that he'll go and he won't depart from it. So you've done your part. And, I, you know, and I had to have my own little <laughs> come to Jesus, so to speak, meeting about that with my children, because, guys, we're so invested. You know, when you think you birthed this child and now you've gotten them to college and now maybe they finished college, but now they want to do something else. You know, um, you know, we it's just difficult. I know it's hard as a parent. It is hard. It is not something that you, you know, when especially when it's not something you want for them. Right. But everybody mm -hmm. has to find their own way. So I want to, you know, like I said, give somebody some liberation and say that if you're thinking about doing something, if 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 if, if you if it's on your heart and it's weighing heavily on you, you have to at some point do what's best for you. Now, if that means that dad says, hey, well, you got to get out of my house. You got to be prepared for that, too. You know what Facts. I mean? And so, so, so if that's the case, you need to be trying to set yourself up for because you can't necessarily say, well, I'm going to just do what I want to do. But you're still relying on your parents. Right. 100%. So no, no matter what the situation is, though, but I'm never going to advocate for anybody to live anyone else's dreams, to live anyone else's goals. You've got to do it for yourself because I'm telling you, it's misery when you are living someone else's life that you're not happy with. You know, that's that's not what I want for anybody. That's not purpose. That's not um, that's not God's plan. That's none of that. You know what I'm saying? Do what's going to make you happy. Even if you end up having to eat crow, at least you won't have that regret. At least you won't say, hey, I didn't take this leap of faith or I didn't step out on what I thought, you know, I wanted to do or whatever. You know, everything has a way of coming full circle. It'll, you'll, you'll come back. I mean, you can always get a job. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about them. I mean, that is that is true. Like, you know, like right now, like people are, are wanting people to work right now. But if it's something that you're thinking and you're considering, you know, I tell my coaching clients, like even before I decide, because I get to decide whether I'm going to coach you, just like you get to decide whether you want me to be your coach. But it's an investment. And I and I, I fired people before. If I don't Thanks. feel like you're putting in, if you're wasting my time. Listen, go get you somebody else because I'm not the person for you, but do what makes you happy. Do what make do what when you wake up in the morning and you can smile at yourself and you can be pleased with what you did the day before. That's what matters. It's not about what your mom thinks. It's not about what your dad thinks. I'm not saying dishonor your parents. What I'm saying is you have to at some point you know, cut the cord. At some point you have to say, Hey, I'm an adult and do what an adult does. That me meaning taking care of yourself, meaning, you know, getting your own place, meaning setting up things so that you will not have to go back to your parents and say, Hey, and even if you do have to go back, guys, trust me, if my, any of my kids came back to me, I ain't looking at them funny. I might tell them I told you so a couple of times, but that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Not for but sure. No, do what makes you happy. That that's that's the moral to that story. You know, do do what is gonna please you because you matter too. For sure, and, and that's something that I had to learn because you should have seen me when I was talking about I want to drop out of college because I didn't even tell my pops that I dropped out of college until a month after I did, and that's just because I was like, yo, I don't know how to break it to him. Like I was, and I felt bad for lying, and then I finally told him, um, and it was like. Uh, like he was like why would you do that like cvs was also such a good job like you had so many opportunities you could have became a pharmacist blah 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 and i was just like but that that just wasn't my calling and you know at some points uh, in time like you know i was i was being threatened with kick be, ugh, i was being threatened with getting kicked out 
And I was like, and I'm stubborn and I'm stubborn. I was like, I'll, I'll go live in my car. I was like, I'm okay with it. My car is underneath my name and I pay the bill on that thing. I was like, I, I was like, I'll go. I'll live in my car for a bit if I have to. I'll go live with a friend if I have to. Like, I'm not, you're not going to stop me from living the life that I truly live. And that's what I, I believe that's what a lot of people are struggling with, whether you're young and you're in college and you're or you're older and you're at, at some dead end job. Um, a lot of people are sitting there and depressed. And um, and something that I realized was in trying to make everyone in my family, quote unquote, proud, I was becoming more and more disappointed in myself because I was lying to myself uh, and, and that this is what I wanted to do or that this is what I was supposed to, quote unquote, su supposed to do. And it, it was just like when I finally decided to make myself happy and to be proud of myself, I realized that nobody else's opinion really, really mattered when it came to the end of it. Like, obviously, I value my, my dad's opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, I know what's best for myself. As much as parents would love to believe that they know what's best for us, sometimes they don't because I feel like parents are also just winging it themselves, too. They're just figuring out stuff as they go along as well. Well, actually, absolutely. And I, like I said, I, it is, it's a learning curve for us all. There's no parenting book. I've been approached a couple of times and I think me and my husband may, you know, visit, you know, writing a book about parenting, but we, but guess what? We're going to just be talking about our parenting situation. You can't, you know, as a parent, everything's different. Kids are different. Parents are different. For so sure. a lot of times you get what you're, you're putting out based on what you got from your parental situation. And so nobody's perfect in this world, including me nobody's perfect in this world including you and so when we accept people for their differences or even if it's a difference of opinion i think that the differences in the world do make the world go round and that's one thing that i advocate as well like everybody's different you're not supposed to think like me if we if me and my husband both thought the same we would be a boring freaking married couple <laughs> We would be boring as heck. And so probably we probably wouldn't even stay together. But it's the differences, right? It's 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 his kindness and niceness and, and and sometimes that offsets with our kids and my discipline and my sternness that that gives the balance that they need because it's about balance, right? You 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 can't be the same. So it's it's never about anybody knowing it all. But I think it just goes back to really when you can you know, wake up and look in the mirror and be proud of yourself or be know that you're doing what you feel like you were called to do or knowing that you're at least going to give it a shot. Right. You're 100 percent or 110 percent in whatever that effort is. You know, that's what it's about. You cannot live your life. Oh, I think you accidentally muted yourself. Guys, give us one second. I believe Mom Pride accidentally muted herself. Sorry, somebody was trying to give me a call. There but um, it, yeah, sorry. But yeah, I, I'm never gonna say um, you know, I'm not saying that to go against. Parents do have their best intentions, of but course. at a certain point, you do have to make a decision for yourself. And be willing to live with that decision. Be willing to deal with that decision. And I think that that'll just be the best thing for everyone because we've all been there. I mean, even I'll never forget my dad talking about my music when I was growing up. And now I'm talking about y'all's music, <laughs> um, you know, so but at the same time, all of it has its own dirt, smut vulgar vulgarity whatever you want to say and it's just to each his own right you know like i found myself listening to i believe someone's calling her again 
uh, yeah, sorry, my phone is blowing up. But um, <laughs> I found myself listening to this new Kanye West, and I'm I'm not I'm an old school Kanye fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? And it's it's not that I'm trying to get on my kids' level, but there's certain things that I absolutely like about it, and I don't necessarily feel like I have to justify that to anybody, right? For sure, so, for sure. You know, it's all good. <laughs> It's all good. The differences, right? It's the differences that make us um, better together. Okay, cool. I got two final questions for you, Mom, probably before we end off this podcast. The first one is going to be, are you happy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and happy in the sense of I am living my purpose. Happy in the sense of my family is healthy. Happy in the sense that, you know, I just don't have any complaints, man. I feel like I'm blessed. Like even, you know, there are good days and there's bad days, but just like on a rainy day like today, you got to bring the sunshine with you. You know what I mean? Like, and I choose to bring my sunshine with me, no matter what the situation is. It's easy to complain, right? But I I have no complaints because I truly am blessed. For sure. For sure. I love that. Right. And final question is if you could give one message to the world, right, what would it be? My message to the world would be action is required. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. Less talking, more doing, right? What are okay. you doing? Action. It's, it's time for action. It's time out for, you know, talking. It's time for you to do. I'm all about doing. You know what I mean? I want to get out here and put one foot in front of the other and do the things that I want to do. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to be about it. So action is required, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know what that means to you, but I guarantee you there's something that you're waiting on, something that you're waiting for it to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Just do it. Start, right? Start. Mm. Action is required. Mm. I love that. I love that. All right. So much love, family. I hope you guys gained some value from this episode. And if nobody has told you lately, I'm proud of you. Mama Pride, where can they find you if they need to reach out to you or if they want to listen to your podcast? Where can they find you and how can they get access to that? I am all over social media, guys. You know, I'm old school. So on Facebook, I'm author Angela R. Pride. On Instagram, I am coach with pride. And on Twitter, I'm Coach Pride. And on Instagram, I'm Angela Pride. Not Instagram, I'm sorry. LinkedIn, I'm Angela Pride because I do all of the nice professional old school sites. <laughs> no sure. Snap, no, uh, no other stuff. Just IG, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for me. But yeah, and my books are all on Amazon.com. We didn't really talk about that, but I am a published author. I have three books, When Women Lead, Volumes 1 and 2, and also Unconventional is my latest book, which talks about moving past the excuses. It's always about movement. It's always about growth. Action is required. That definitely sounds phenomenal. If you could send me the link to those books, that's definitely, you know, that third one that you just mentioned definitely sounds like something that I want to buy. I'm heavy on the books. Um, Send me the link to that and I'll definitely drop it in the, um you know, in the notes section of this podcast. Um, I highly, highly, highly suggest for each and every single one of my listeners to not only tap in with her on her podcast and social media, but also to tap into those books because the answers to your problems are nine times out of 10 going to be in a book somewhere. You just got to pick up and read. So family, let's get our shit together together. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.